This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi everyone and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the emergence of the authentic self. Who are you really? Many people know that children undergo major developmental cycles, but did you know that even as adults we continue to, and even in old age? Winnicott was a famous paediatrician and psychoanalyst who especially influenced the developmental psychology world. He said children are arch manipulators of their environment. They're the most dependent of all species in the animal kingdom and there's nothing more they can do other than manipulate and work the environment. That's all they can do. So from birth, a baby is of course completely vulnerable to whatever care is provided or available or not. And while they're manipulating the environment and working out how they get most attention, they're actually developing what we call an adapted self or a self that's adapting to the environment in the most beneficial way to that baby. So they are completely aiming for survival, of course, and to thrive. So for instance, if the baby giggles and gets attention, then they've discovered this works. This gives them the attention they so desperately are seeking. And so they'll continue to use the giggling and to develop that ability to giggle, uh, to manipulate, to get more attention or to continue to get attention. If that doesn't work or if crying actually gives them the attention that they seek, then they'll use the crying. So again, whatever it is that will work for the baby and they're running these experiments constantly because that's all they have to work with. So it's of course up to the carers to understand this and to be as available as possible. We even have evidence now that from the womb, the baby can hear or the fetus can hear what's going on in the environment. And that, of course, if mum is upset and threatened, then baby will feel that way too as well. Cortisol, the stress hormone, crosses the placenta. So babies physically, literally become agitated. They have that stress hormone coming to themselves. And so that will affect their development. Attachment and separation is an area of psychology that's gaining much public interest, which is very exciting. And it's about the style of relationship the baby and then the child has with their primary carer, usually the mother, of course. And this sets the blueprint, if you like, for our lives in the way we attach in an ongoing way with significant others. And for instance, people sometimes have an anxious, avoidant or ambivalent style of attachment. And often lay people call these types of attachment styles and people a commitment phobic person. Some research says that by the age of three, all our main neural pathways are set. But psychologists, such as myself, we see children, teens and adults, and we can heal a lot of this problematic attachment style. So while the child's main job is to survive, it's adapting to the situation it finds itself in the family. For instance, the eldest is going to find that manipulating in terms of becoming mummy or daddy's helper and, and getting praise and attention for that role that they're taking and that adaption that they're making is probably going to be a good survival strategy and a thriving strategy. And then the next child that comes along, if it's of the same sex, for instance, you'll probably find that they're more likely to be naughty and they're getting attention 
from that adaption because you can imagine watching the elder child cornering the market on being the dutiful good child there's no point trying to compete with that so the second child typically tries out naughty behavior and finds that works because it's cute suddenly it gets the attention and it will often get much quicker attention than a child who's being helpful and again the child just wants attention that makes it feel that it's safe that it's going to survive and thrive someone's paying attention it's noticed so these adaptions that we make in the family in order to fit in and get the best possible outcome, we take it obviously into our school playground and we find that that self that we've developed in the family is the self that we take into the school place. We take it into the workplace. We take it into friendship groups. It's what we think our self is. The more dysfunctional the family situation is, the more a child has to adapt to turn itself basically into what's going to be the most effective for its survival and thriving in that family. So the more it's adapting and the less it's just being whoever its real personality really is underneath it all. So back to the authentic self now, there are many theories of child and adult development. And there's one that I like that looks at seven year cycles of development. And this model I find very helpful in that it resonates with my clients really well and certainly with me too. It was developed by a philosopher, Rudolf Steiner, who lived in the late 19th century and early 20th century. He initiated the opening of the first Steiner Waldorf School for Children and now these schools are found across the world. And there are some consistencies in other psychological developmental models to his model. For instance, age seven is seen as a significant developmental phase by several theorists. And what we find is up until age seven, children have very concrete cognition. And so in a concrete way of thinking, they can imagine Father Christmas coming down every person's chimney or in their window in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve. The one time, you know, it just is a concrete consideration. But by age seven, they have abstract thinking beginning to form and suddenly it's not going to make sense. And that's why we often see children's myths and, and rituals broken around that age. Age 14 is when we find puberty's usually happened. Age 21, it's a very significant growth developmental phase because much of our neurological networks are set by 21. But to me, the most exciting developmental phase is at 28 or around that time. It's one of the most significant stages we go through, and this is when our authentic self emerges. We may see evidence of this starting at around age 26 onwards, and by now the adapted self, that part that we thought we were, is starting to run into trouble. So basically people are starting to find that the strategies they used to work aren't working for them anymore. They're not getting satisfaction from some of the things that they've been doing. Um, they're finding that they're not fulfilled in life, that it's, it's almost like they've hit a bit of a wall. Meanwhile, the authentic self or the true personality has been sitting, if you like, inside of us waiting and it's starting to emerge. So we've got this competing couple of senses of selves, if you like, competing and we've, we're finding ourselves having to do a, the work of who are we? and which part is the real self and which part is actually a self or a part of us that no longer is serving us. 
This is a time when the actual or real self breaks through the facade of the adopted or adapted self or the persona that was developed within the family. We come to a point at which the old adaptive persona no longer seems to work in our lives. This particular seven year cycle often sees people making a complete turnabout in their lives. They may feel as if their lives are falling down around them as the old ways dissolve. And typically people who've always been in a relationship, for example, may become single and independent. People who've been wild and footloose may suddenly get married and settle down and have children. People who've never traveled may suddenly go overseas to live. And people often present in therapy at around this age because of this crisis that they're navigating. And about age 30, this crisis needs to be resolved. Otherwise, people typically are in real crisis. And remember, the more dysfunctional the family situation has been, the more that person has had to adapt and turn themselves inside out to become a certain persona to fit into the family, to get their needs met. And they may have adapted and become a type of persona and developed this persona in life that's far removed from their authentic self. We don't always know when we're not living our lives on our own terms. Feelings of being trapped or stuck can alert us to this. And if we're not fully independent of our families, then we can't be fully independent as adults in the world. Our families do the best they can for us while we're growing up, and then we have the opportunity to make our lives even better as this authentic self emerges. The adapted self is not a bad aspect of ourselves. And in fact, even though it falls into the background as our authentic self emerges and we start to lead with that sense of self and present that part in our lives as the true sense of self, the adapted sense of self is full of all the strategies that we've learned in life. And we will fall back onto that sense of self or those strategies in times when we need them. So for instance, if you've been the eldest and you're a good helper person, then you've still got that skill set. If you've been the second born and you've been cheeky, you've still got that ability. So if you or someone you know is struggling with this reconciliation of the two selves, take heart. This is a natural developmental process. And if you need help, seek help from a psychologist. It's wonderful to be on the other side of this negotiation and be living in our authentic self, knowing who you are truly. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist Service on 1800 397 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline, again 24-7 on 1800 1800 and both are free of charge. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.